Hey everybody, this is Ahmed and Luffy, and this is the Brotherly Love Podcast, episode twenty-four. How are you guys doing? This fine, My fine, beautiful, beautiful people. Morning, afternoon, evening, uh, damn night. The uh, great in between. Yeah. What did they call it in um, Seoul? The Great Beyond. The Great Beyond. It was the Great <laughs> Beyond. You in that Great Limbo. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like Great Beyond and like the something before. I'm not 100% sure what it was. Mm. The Great Before? Maybe. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was a good the movie. The Piss Poor Before? <laughs> before? Damn. No, it was, it was a really good movie, though. Seoul? I, yeah, I think Seoul was a really, really good movie just in general. Like, it talked about, you know, um, Spirit Guide. It talked about, you know, manifestation. It talked about being present in the world. Um, and I, I related to it on a personal level because the main character is a musician. So I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Sorry, sorry. Let me let me take a step back. <laughs> I thought it was a good movie. Okay. Um, the, the reason I didn't think it was great, I feel like it's just because of the expectations that... Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that were... I don't know. Everyone that I heard about this movie from told me that this is the greatest movie of all time. This is life-changing, mind-blowing. And it was a good movie. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was actually a great movie. But, like, it, it wasn't in any way, shape, or form. For me, at least, right? Yeah. Like, life-changing, mind... There was no moment where I was like, whoa! Like, it was, like, it was basic. No, I mean, that's, that's fair. I mean, for every single person, it's going to be different. I just remember when it first came out, mm -hmm. I was on Twitter, and, like, for a good 24 hours... All I saw were just tweets. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you have to watch Soul. They talk about, you know, spirituality and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like a, you know, good movie. But when I was going in, I didn't want to have any expectations because I know how the public is when it comes to just a new movie that, quote, unquote, breaks boundaries. Mm. And so I was like, I'm not about to hype myself up like, oh, this is going to be such a great movie and then be disappointed. You know, I was like, I'm just going to see how it is. Doesn't that show you how much like expectations ruin stuff though? Like when you yeah. place expectations on anything. On, and that's why you shouldn't have expectations. If I would have yeah. walked in with no expectations, I'd be like, oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Right. But I had to pause myself and be like, it was a good movie, a decent, even though it was a great movie. It's just that my expectations were on 10 because if you're telling me a movie is changing your life, I'm like, all right, like, like this is this must be the Bible in movie version. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like this must be there must be something here, and there yeah. was. You know, yeah. the 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 other side of of it too, um, and this could either play for or against, just depending. Is that um, the things that they happened in Seoul? The things that happened in Seoul is is conversations that we have every single day, yeah. as as a family, um, with my friends. And especially on this podcast, you know, like like you said, manifestation, love, passion, purpose, God, all of those things that, you know, the movie touches on and themes of this and being in the zone and, and a flow state. And we've talked about all of those things, you know, so for me, seeing it... Um, Seeing those topics animated and, like, articulated in an animation, I guess you could say... Mm -hmm. um, was was interesting. That's why it was really good, but it wasn't necessarily life changing. Or or say, for instance, if I had seen that movie when I was nineteen, 
you know, and before I had read all those self-help books and, you know, found these ideas and came to like understand a lot of things, it probably would have hit me a lot deeper. Mm. The same way that now, like I go back, it's hilarious because there's certain movies, uh, sorry, certain movies. <laughs> like I said, there's certain movies. I had to say groovy, like, <laughs> yeah, there's certain uh, books, my bad, mm. that, um, I always recommend people read, you know, yeah. um, and, and I'm not going to name them just for this. I have a couple I think that you're going to name, but continue. But no, the reason I'm not going to name them is because when I read those same books now, a lot of times I'd be like, like, <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I go back and I'll reread it and I'll be mm-hmm. like, and it's not that I don't see the, the greatness of the book. Right. But in the same way that, but, but I don't have that same excitement anymore. Like the yeah. first time, when the first yeah. time that you connect the dot, that sh- like is like it's a big explosion. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. the first time like you read a book or or you you hear a phrase or you watch a movie and they connect two related ideas in a way that you've never like thought of before. Like it makes this new connection in your mind. You're like, "Oh," and you know your your sensors are going ding 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 ding. The second, third time, it's almost like when you do drugs, you know, it's like the first time that first hit be like, bam, (laughs) you know, but then like, you know, you on your uh, seventh hit of uh, crack cocaine and like it it just ain't hitting. I thought we're talking about, you know, the devil's lettuce, the marijuana, you know, the devil's lettuce. Yeah, this nigga talking about crack cocaine. Like, no, no, we don't mess with the devil's lettuce. We ain't dope fiends. You know what I'm saying? I no, I mean, I, I get no, that, but um, I guess for my case, mm-hmm. whenever I read a reread a book that I've already read before, and yeah, you know, like I connected the dots at first, it's similar to what we talked about, where it's like knowledge, wisdom, and insight, right? So when I first read it, it's the knowledge of, of like, oh, I didn't even consider this perspective before ever in my life. And then when I reread it, maybe a month later, there might be an event in my life that you know, formed and shaped how I thought about it. And I'm like, oh, that's even deeper now because of what happened before, mm-hmm. you know? But, 100%. Yeah, but, but to everyone's, you know, to everyone's uh, liking, it's like, you know, I understand, like, if I read uh, The Alchemist again, I would have been like, all right, bro, you know, I, I get it, what you mean, like, all oh, dreams come true, we just gotta believe bro, in you, it. You don't need to read The Alchemist to to read The Alchemist. You can read any other of Paulo Coelho's book Yeah, you but read I, The Alchemist. I like stuff. Alchemist. That's, that's, a, that's a really good <laughs> And that's good not book. a diss to him, you no, know what I'm saying? Like, I read The Alchemist, I read The Elif, mm. or it's called The Aleph, and if you want to speak it in English, but... The elif is uh, a letter in Arabic, and it means it's a. It's a. Yeah, <laughs> it's the first so it's letter. The a. That's the actual name of the book. Um, I read that when um, I think I was overseas, mm-hmm. and I was reading it, and I I absolutely just I loved it because it, it really it spoke on past lives, of course, but it also spoke on like um, a lot of things that will happen in my life, but I didn't know how to name it. So it's like imagine if. Um, you you and a friend were talking, right? And at first, it's all surface level, but then you guys get really deep into it to the point where nothing on the outside even matters. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just really like connected in, and it's it's kind of like the flow state in in soul when you're just in it and you're not even you're not even really moving it. Your body's doing it itself, right? And I would have that a lot with other people. 
Oh, damn, you're spilling your coffee. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's hot, That's too. hot, yeah. <laughs> it was, I, got, uh, I got lotion on my hands, uh, and like, I felt it, the, the, my, my hand slipping. gripping. Yeah. gripping. <laughs> I was like, bruh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thankfully, it's not like burning hot. It's yeah. just like, yeah. No, yeah, but, but yeah, I'm overall, alive. it's like there, there's a flow state that you would have with people that are in the same like frequency level that you're on whenever you're having conversation with them. Oh yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I just, when I read that, I was like, Oh, like I didn't know that was an actual like thing. So it was, yeah, I, I think, um, self-help, bo- self-help books are great. I think even fictional stories that have, um, uh, um, have a general theme you know what I'm saying, about, like, let's say, for instance, purpose or living your life, whatever. I love those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand um, to not, like, put all your time and energy in just to reading these self-help books. Like, oh, this is going to be the way out. And, you know, this is going to be the way I'm going to be so successful. It's like you have to, in a way, take it with a grain of salt and then live your life as well. Yeah, self, self-help books are the start, but they're not it. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I love, you know, it's funny because <clears throat> I used to be an elite, like a reading elitist. Yeah, I remember. You know, so I'd only read nonfiction and I, and not even would I only read nonfiction. I used to be like, yo, if you're reading fiction, like, like you're wasting your time. Like, why don't you read? You're wasting your time. Yeah. Like, why are you living in fantasy land? Like, read something about real life. Like, that's how I used to think. That's fair. I mean, it's it's all it's not the best way of thinking. So it's <laughs> but, really not. But yeah, no, no. But that's how I used to think. Yeah, right. Keyword wanna, use. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, and that's how I used to think. And, and like self help books in particular were like the only like like not strict nonfiction that I read. Mm. You know, self help, personal development, business books, those type of books, and like. They were great because at a point in my life, I didn't know that stuff. Mm. You know, I didn't know how to manage my time. And at a certain point, I didn't know how to do this and how to do that. I don't find as much uh, use in reading self-help books today because I'm not looking for the knowledge. I'm looking for ways to help make it easier in my day-to-day life. I need help with the practi- practicability, you know, the practice, the the implementation, not the theory, not the, the classroom stuff, not the, you know, you read about manifestation, that's great. You know, you read, hey, to be successful, you need to be consistent. Cool. What does it actually feel like to wake up on Thursday when it's 25 degrees in the morning and you need to do a seven-mile run? You know, like, where's your consistency then? Like, you're not going to find it in the book. You got to find it within yourself. So in the same way that you work hard in reading these books and learning the information, you have to work hard um, living your life and learning yourself enough to know where do you fall short? Where are your limitations? Where do I feel weak? When do I feel weak? What brings weakness to me? What brings strength to me? Who, who, when I invite them into my circle, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> who, 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 me? <laughs> we the best. <laughs> Wait, nigga, we the best. <laughs> I represent every hood around America. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Sorry. My nose. 
your nose. I was laughing so much that like my you never like drink a Pepsi and like the stuff comes out your nose. <laughs> yeah, that's, like that's, how it, yeah, that's, how, that's how I felt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> Dang. Um, so you know, like you gotta you gotta learn yourself and like inviting people around you, like and figuring out like, oh, I feel empowered to do better when I'm around this person. I feel inspired by what challenges this person overcame. So let me surround themselves because I know it'll help me on my journey. Facts. You know, that's like the practical practice stuff, you know, that comes on the other side of, you know, once you finish, you close the book and you finish it up. Yeah. And that's the stuff that's really hard. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've always been a, uh, I love education, but I hate school. I absolutely hate school. And for the main reason being is that it's like a lot of it, like majority of it, like 95% of it, is theory. I think I've only been in maybe one, maybe two classes in my, you know, primary school and then college experience where it was actually like, okay, this is stuff you need to apply to your life. Otherwise, it's kind of like theories like, oh, you know, this is how you manage a business. And I'm like, well, I want to be able to apply that. Like, why don't we have assignments where it's like, hey, you need to curate this like idea you need to see how like profitable it is you know what i'm saying like really apply it kind of thing I'm, I'm a real uh applicable kind of guy when it comes to life so um when it came to consistency or when it came to um just in enjoying some parts of your life a lot of times i fell short of like i didn't know exactly what to do you know what i'm saying i was like well damn i don't really know how i'm gonna get out of this situation you know what I'm saying? Because no one has ever given me the uh, uh, the resource to learn it. So I have to figure it out on my own, which is great because I think people should have initiative. You know what I'm saying? Like you should look out and be like, all right, if I'm not doing well in this area of life, let me see what I need to do in order to get better. Um, but yeah, like just applying. Uh, it, it sounds easier said than done, but I, I don't know. It's like whenever I find myself like, being short on something, I'm like, all right, let's make a game plan and then just, you know, apply, try it. Obviously, it's not always going to go like 100%. Never does. You know, like I I used to think that, you know, having a game plan and like, all right, cool, this is it. And then it crumbles and I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a failure. It's like you, you have to fail like a thousand times before even one plan ever works. That's like every day. Mm. Um, going back to like what you said about school, mm -hmm. <clears throat> right? Like you, the first thing you said is like, I hate, I mean, I love learning. I love education. I love education. I hate school. I, I hate school. My question is what other system can we create to formalize education? What other system can we formulate? No. What other system can we create? Oh, create. So yeah, so, yeah okay. what other system can we formulate, mm -hmm. right? To formalize education. Because mm -hmm. there's different types of education, right? Yeah. There's, there's in, in academic theory or in educational theory, it, like there's informal, there's non-formal, and then there's formal, right? So <clears throat> uh, I'm going to get informal and non-formal maybe mixed up because it's been a few years. <laughs> since I learned this, right. but informal forms of education um, is like you just ex living life and going through life and um, and 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 
just from like your experiences and you gain a certain level of education. Uh, what did I say? Informal, informal? Informal, mm-hmm. non-formal. Okay, non-formal. Informal. So non-formal education is like... Um, non-formal is like uh, if you were to go out and uh, register for a class, you know, go to private school, um, be homeschooled, you know, they're like they're, you're going f- to an educational service, but it's not the one that we of a society have created. You know, <clears throat> we as a society, we've formalized our education. We've said that there's a certain amount of knowledge that's necessary for you to live. And we want to make it easier to pass down that knowledge. Like if you had to go through life and learn every single thing by yourself, it would it would take forever. It'd be horrible. Right. So we have to create this system mm-hmm. that like helps speed along some development processes and cognitive functions and abilities and thinking of skills course. and and all that. How can we create a marriage between almost like those two things? How can we still formalize our education systems, right? Mm. But not lose what you're saying. How can we yeah. not lose the ability to fail, mm. right? Because the whole point of a formal education system is for you not to fail at yeah. its core. Mm-hmm. That's the reason we teach you. The reason I'm going to teach you how to fish is so that you don't stand there by the river for six hours with a banana. All right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I only, I just said yeah, banana because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right here, but yeah, yeah. it's the same concept, you know, it's because mm-hmm. you have to learn. It's like, okay, let's teach these people and whatever. So what, what's the balance between those two things? I think, um... It kind of just starts with uh, reforming the way school is, school even is. So school was created in the industrialization era, right? And the whole point was that it was like, oh, damn, these workers are dying because they are not getting the knowledge to know what is, ha- like, you know what I'm saying, what, what's hazardous, what is, what they're supposed to do kind of thing. So they, they created school. And school the whole basis of school was to create people, like not create people, but to make people go into the system, understand the uh, the formalized uh, education that they give them, and then come out as workers. That's the whole, that was the whole point of the school system. But it hasn't been reformed since then. Like if you compare, I'm not saying, oh, school is prison, but I'm, I'm saying like in terms of how it is, it's like, there's a certain amount of, a, like, a there's authority that you have to listen to. There's a, a certain time where you can leave the classroom, you go into the halls, the long corridors kind of thing. Um, at this time, you can eat at this, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying, like, don't, you know, do that. That's I think there should be a, a formal basis of, like, you know, certain times of the day you do this. But I think instead of the basis being, you know, letter grades or like oh if you fail then you know what i'm saying whatever it is it's i feel like it, it should there should be an implementation of like courses that can help you maneuver through life so i'm not saying oh get rid of math and get rid of english and no these these are core foundations of the human experience like you need to understand these things mm. right but i feel at a certain threshold i'm not really sure where, where it would be but i feel like there should be a point where it's like okay 
we have these classes, cool. They don't need to be the main focus now. Now the main focus, especially as you're developing, it should be understanding uh, personal skills. It should be understanding how to uh, navigate through this or that. Um, and instead of it being like, you know, letter grades, because what, I, what I've learned is that a lot of students don't really do it because they're learning. They're doing it to get the letter grade. It's not about, oh, yeah, like, that's such a great piece of information. It's more so, okay, we have a test tomorrow. Okay, what do I need to know? Okay, boom, regurgitate it. I got an A, boom, let's keep it going. And that's usually how it is. And I think if we're able to, now, obviously, like I said, I don't know exactly, but if we're able to remove that and make a system where it's not based on letter grades but actually learning, then I think school would actually thrive. The, the one thing I want to go back to that you said, I really appreciate you saying, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're not calling for the end of calculus or the end of yeah, teaching no, math or no, history. No, not at all. Because we need people like that. Bro, I remember so often, me, I would say, this is so useless. Why are we learning 14th century British history? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we should be learning how to do taxes and we should learn home economics and how to sew and how to farm and how to build you know, learn how to use our hands and, and our minds in ways that we're actually going to have to once of you course. leave. And while that's valid, there's something that took me a long time to figure out, you know, and it, it's the benefits of getting a liberal education. Mm-hmm. You know, the benefits of learning calculus and basic statistics and 14th century British history, you know, and a lot of times people you know, they they complain and they say, I'm 30 years old and I've never used, um, you know, uh, the quadratic formula or the Pythagorean theorem or any of that stuff from math class. Like, that was a waste of my time and we couldn't even use calculators back then and we had to memorize the formula sheets and now I have a phone. All of their saying is valid, but they're they're missing a huge point, which is that when you learn about the Pythagorean theorem, it's not because in your normal day-to-day life, you're going to be tasked or charged with calculating the, the, the third angle of a triangle or something. No, it's because when you learn about that, like the Pythagorean theorem, and then you also learn 14th century British history, and then you also learn um, 12th century Islamic culture, and then you also learn sociology, then you also learn uh, whatever, 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 history, this, that, whatever. And then you combine them and you start to make the connections between these quote unquote useless pieces of knowledge, right? Then you move from knowledge to insight. You know, Mm -hmm. then you move from knowledge to wisdom to insight because you're able to find ways. And I'll give you an example of this, that ways to connect it, your, your cognitive skills and abilities themselves so that you can further problem solve in the future expand by you learning these useless things. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. And, and this is, I'll give you a perfect example, right? Um, last year, I remember I was renovating a house with Tony, right? It was a project mm-hmm. we were doing. Um, we needed, we took the house all the way down to the studs, you know, popping the top, like the whole gambit. And me and Tony were sitting there one night, I remember, and we were trying to calculate how many boards of drywall we needed. And me and Tony were able to figure out within like literally like less than a five to 10% margin of error, 
like the exact number of drywall boards that we would need for the house. And now this is something that like, you know, people would come in and be like, oh, you know, you need a uh, hundred or you need a uh, nine. We were able to say, no, we need 92 to be exact. And, and then we'll add in an extra uh, 10 for, you know, stuff that gets broken or, you know, they miss, they miss cut or whatever, whatever. And the reason we were able to do that, anyone could do it actually. It's not difficult, right? But we were able to do it way quicker because we remembered some basic math stuff, you know, like we remembered, hey, if you multiply this by this and this, since this house is a is a square and then, then you, you add this, in yeah, this yeah, yeah. and then you divide it by these dimensions of whatever. It's not that if you didn't have a calc, you don't need calculus to learn how to do that. That's all actually the math we were doing was like third, fourth, fifth grade level math. It was it's basic level math. Finding the area, finding, you know, yeah, the volume, it, it, was, like it was I, I don't know the exact age, but it was basic, yeah, level, basic math. level math. You don't need to know calculus to do it. But the benefit of having a high level maths background is that you're able to do it quicker, mm -hmm. you know, and that's something people keep forgetting is like, yeah, you do have Google in your pocket. You do have Siri and hey, Alexa. Right. But what are you going to tell him? What are you going to tell Alexa and Siri and Google? When you're trying to find the yeah, answer. Yeah, researching skills is an underrated skill. You know, nowadays people are like, oh, he's a bad Googler. They're not good at Googling or finding. It's called research skills. And it comes from learning these useless information. When you have to write a research paper on useless 14th century British history. It's funny, I keep using that example. I've never <laughs> like, studied that. You got that. something wrong against 14th century British? I've never studied that. I don't even know if Britain was a place in the... <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was, because that shows how ignorant my American ass is. Because that's like, when uh, the, the plague. What? Was it the 14th century or the 15th century? Uh, the, the bubonic plague? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, it was the 15th century, yeah. but it was the 1400s. But yeah, because 15th century means 1400s. Yes, yeah. yeah. Just like we're in the 21st. First century in the mm -hmm. 2000s, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um... You know, there, there's a there's a lot of critical thinking. Um, there's a lot of just what do they call it? Neuroplasticity and training, and like you can make connections in your mind between varying topics that you wouldn't have been able to if you didn't learn what seems to be a lot of useless information. Hmm. You know, and that's not to say, like I said, I'm I'm the guy who, when I was in middle school, I took home economics. I was in middle school sewing. You know what I'm saying? I was I was cooking. I was in class cooking and sewing. And, um, you know, I, I took wood shop in middle school. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like I you made a, a whistle. Yeah, I, I made a, I made a whistle. I made pillows. We made like a whole bunch of stuff like we yeah. we actually like we did stuff. And I and I and and like, here's the thing. right? What, and, and even people are. Oh, I didn't learn anything useful. I took wood shop. Right. I took it when I was probably four, 13, right? Yeah. You're 13 years old or middle so? Middle school or something. Yeah, I was middle yeah. school, so I was probably like 13 years old. Mm -hmm. I never once again cut a piece of wood until I was like 23. Mm. So what? when people are like, oh, this was useless, I don't remember shit from wood shop. If they would have taught it to me in, in my senior year, would it have helped any better? It's like potentially, you know, but like that's not the point. The point is that you learn... It's same thing with the cooking. There was a lot of stuff I had to relearn from cooking. A lot of stuff I had to relearn about sewing. Same. You know? And well, not sewing, but cooking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason is because, like, yo, you know, it's not the information 100%. It's the context in which they're giving it to you a lot of times. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting in a class nine hours in a row, back to back, being inundated with philosophy, math, History, science, 
philosophy, math, every day. No, your only break is the 30 minutes. Like you said, it's almost like a jail sentence. Like you get your one hour of free time. You get your 30, you don't even get free time. You get 30 minutes in the lunchroom and yeah. then back to it. Like your cattle, you know? And then <laughs> we're going to springboard from this into something else real quick. All right. Yeah. You know, and then what ends up happening is you go and you log on Instagram, you log on Facebook. Okay. And then you see these dudes who are, you know, 25 years old. They say that they're millionaires. They tell you that, you know, they work oh. off of a laptop. Oh. They tell you that they're, they do real estate, that they do Forex, that they do so, something hey, business hey, related hey, 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 hey. <laughs> that they can't hey. even explain. Don't right? ever bring up Forex in this, in this podcast. <laughs> Bro, Forex <laughs> is legit. This, it's legit, but there's a multi-level marketing I know, scheme behind I, it. I don't understand how that's possible, bro. <laughs> like, I don't like, know either. It'd be like if someone was like, if someone was like, bro, like, I know a great way to make money. You'd be like, yeah, what, what do you need to do, bro? He's like, bro, farm, bro. Just just farm. And he's like, oh, okay, tell me about it. He's like, yeah, man, you just you just got to like plant stuff and whatever grows, you sell it. You're like, yeah, that's basic. And I'm, yeah, makes sense. yeah, I get it. I get it. And somehow that turns into a pyramid scheme where someone's selling you seeds and another person no, you're selling the you way, the courses on how to farm and no one farming. The way it is is <laughs> no like, this, farming. like Forex itself is not a scheme. Right? I know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So that's actual like, you know. Currency crypto, exchange. It's, it's currency real. exchange. It's, that's a real thing. Yeah. But there is a, um, so like, they'll, they'll, like I remember um, at, at my college, Right. Um, I don't know how the fuck it just happened, but it just it randomly exploded at my campus. Right. And so some people like they're like, oh, I'm doing forest. And at first I was like, because I didn't know about the multi-level marketing scheme behind it. So at first I was like, oh, cool. You're, you know, exchanging currency. You're doing stocks. Oh, that's great. You know, that's great. And then it turned into, oh, but you need to recruit five people so that you can have a family and, you know, discuss positive things, you know, like whatever it is. I'm like, ah, mm, this sounds fishy, right? Mm. And so uh, initially people like, and I was so like uh, uh, appalled by the, the way they were promoting it initially, right? So the way they were promoting it initially was like, pointing the finger at you and saying, you're a broke-ass nigga. You're not doing shit with your life. Why aren't you making fucking money? Generational wealth, you know, in seven streams of income, you know. The, Black excellence. Yeah, like the, the typical, and, I, and like, I remember, I mean, a lot of people did fall for the bait, but when I was first hearing about it, I was like, yo, like, just from what I know as a, um, a content creator, the way you reel people in isn't by doing the fucking middle finger at them, you know what I'm saying? It's to actually connect and understand. Um, but no, back to what you were saying in terms of of school and in terms of uh, uh, you know how how it's designed and stuff. I think the basis of these classes, even if like you said, like nine hours a day, like you're getting hammered with all these like subjects. What I'm learning, especially in school, is that it's not all about the subject matter. It's about the, like you said, the cognitive thinking, the critical thinking, uh, problem solving skills, you know what I'm saying? Because after, you know, high school or college, employers are like, not desperately, but they're looking for people like that. They're looking for people who, yeah, you man. know, understand, like, it's not all about, it's not just, the, it's like the, um, the, in the movie Soul, it's like, it's not just about, um, you know, the, the pool, like, oh, this is just, this is just a pool. Like, no, 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 it's not just about the ocean, right? It's about like, you being there and understanding what it is is around you and trying to 
use the information you used previously to what you have now. Um, when you were saying uh, woodshop, right? My senior year of, of high school, I took a theater production class. So at first, initially, I thought I was like, oh, I'm learning about like, you know, the actual production of theater, you know, how it works. But what it was, was like, all right, we're going to be building like these, um, these objects and these, the, the background for a lot of theater plays that are happening this year. So I'm out there like cutting wood, seeing the exact measurements, all that stuff, right? And initially it didn't, it seemed so inconsequential. I'm like, oh, I'm just building this, whatever it is. But now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, bro, I know how to make like this like tripod thing on wheels just from that one class. And obviously I might not like get that exactly, you know, a year afterwards. But if someone is asking me like, hey, can you help me like, you know, drill some um, some nails and some wood and make the same. I'm like, yeah, I know how to do it. Mm. And then from there, it turns into, um, you know, from from them, because because when you graduate school, you said it earlier, you graduate school and it it it, it turns you into a worker. Yeah, and that has become a derogatory word. You know, being a worker nowadays is like. Almost like calling someone a felon or a pedophile or something. Yeah. And it's so mind-boggling to me. And I get it. Like, I understand, like, why these people think like this, right? Because think, like I said, like, we're, we're, you know, you, you, you're, you hate school, right? Which I'm assuming the majority of people don't like school, yeah. right? And then you're seeing all this media about school ain't it. You know, school is effing you over. School this, that, the third. And then, like I said, you go online and you see these people saying like, oh, you know, you don't need to go to school. Do these things, right? And you can make money. Don't be a worker, bitch. You know how I got this Lamborghini? <laughs> Knowledge. Don't be a worker, bitch. Yeah. You know, like, that's like what they're they're saying to you, kind of. And like, it's perverted people's minds. Yeah. Because they have no grasp of reality mm. everyone is a worker yeah everyone works if you don't work you don't eat that's what they said uh in uh, uh in jamestown actually when they had the colonization so it was um they had like they were building the colonies whatever Look at you it is. using your old crazy American right history, right Fuck. Oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hatcher, thank you, because he, he was my <laughs> he was I think he was my eighth grade in, uh, history teacher, mm. and he was saying how like um, pretty much back then you know the there is people that were like actually hunting out whatever it is, and some people were just like chilling, like just waiting. And he was like, "Man, don't hunt, man, don't eat." Like so, it's similar to what you're saying. Yeah, you know, like and and that's like that's the the whole idea of it. Even if you go back to like old hunter gatherer tribes, whatever, like. All right, when the men are out hunting, the women are collecting berries and doing whatever. Like, you know, yeah, like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you do something. Like and 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 everyone does something. And like that's the thing. Like you may not like like and that that's why like I hate that that word worker has become derogatory because what does that mean about America's work ethic? Mm. You know what does that mean about? our work ethic as a people. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's such a work culture and like everything is centered around work and, um, you know, uh, like just working and, 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 and like making money to pay bills and paying debt. And like, I agree, like there's a lot of messed up things. Okay. There's a lot of things in the system that don't make sense, but the central tenets of the system aren't flawed. It's how we've used them and connected them mm. 
to form our society today that's a twisted. You know, the connections between these things are twisted, but they in themselves aren't twisted. Like, it's it's almost like people are like, yo, you know, oh, you have a job? You a bitch. And then, it, but at the same time, right? <laughs> at the same exact time, it's like, well, what does Elon do? What does yeah. Jeff Bezos do? Like, what does, uh, like, Bill Gates do? Like, not even just like I think the way they see it is that it's like they uh, a lot of people consider it a rat race, right? And they say like, oh, if you're working, then you're not really shit. You're in the bottom of the bottom. But what they don't even consider is that CEOs, you know, what I'm saying the ones who are at the tippity top, they're still working. It's still quote unquote a job, even if it is their passion. That's still a job, yeah, bro. Because because that's the thing that people. It's like for some reason they don't connect the dot i don't get it but if it's a rat race right if mm -hmm. life is a rat race the leading rat is still in the race yeah elon musk is still a human being he still has to work his ass off he still has to eat he still needs to shit. like we were talking about <laughs> yesterday oh, yeah, we had like a whole like 30 20, minute yeah, 20, 20 30, 30 minute, minute conversation, conversation about poop just about poop and like you know yeah how this guy is. doesn't think some poops float they do <laughs> they do but Normally, if you're eating a healthy diet, it shouldn't float. I don't know, bro. I don't be checking. This nigga needs to check his poop, bro. For like, come what? on. What? You need to see how healthy your body is and your digestive system. I feel how healthy my body is, bro. When it be leaving me, you feel I good. Feel, yeah. Yeah. I'd be good. like, ah, okay, cool. I can feel the consistency. All right. Uh, I got nerve fair. endings in my anus. Don't ask how I know. Um, I know how you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? A long time ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Come on. Bro, we're family. Huh? Nigga, I know everything. Uh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this episode about to get deleted off YouTube. <laughs> it's about to be like the number one video we got, to be honest. This is going to be the most controversial video. <laughs> no, that was episode 10. Oh, my. I got yeah. so much about that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh. Yo, we should actually, um, let's bring Wyatt back. No, a lot of people have been uh, been been telling me that, like, yo, like, bring your sister back to the podcast. Like, she was such, like, a great appearance. Yeah, no, I'm done. Let's bring her back next episode? or Number 25. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a good number, too, anyways. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> School, oh, workers, worker, race. bitch. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> the rat race, how people aren't connecting the dots, how Elon okay. Musk is still in the race. He's still in the race. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like when, when people think about... I want to live that extravagant yacht lifestyle and travel the world. And it's like, yeah, you can do still, you can do all that, but you're still going to work. And yeah. then, and then let's take the woman's perspective because then a lot of women come into it. It's like, yo, I'm just going to marry a dude like Elon. And then I don't got to do shit. And it's like, yeah, some whole, of them. Uh, when I say a guy like Elon, I don't literally mean like, like Elon, but I'm saying like a lot of women, um, they want to they want to marry into comfort. Yeah, correct. Okay, like, that's they, fair. like they want to marry and then or, or find a man that's going to make sure that they don't have to, quote unquote, work again. It's like a, a caretaker in a way like and and before anything, I don't want that to be, be seen as like, um, oh, all women are just looking for money and fuck these bitches. No, whoa, no, no, no. We're not no red like. You know what I'm saying? Like some some red pill content be out the fucking window. No, like literally biologically. You know what I'm saying? Like 
women look for like, don't get me wrong, women can be independent. They can do, they can live their life a hundred percent. But the thing is, is that like, naturally they want someone to be able to see like, all right, if I'm with this person, are they still able to take care of me? If things do hit the fan, they have their money. He has his money. That's cool. But like, like I said, naturally, they just want someone to be able to like, because women do a lot for themselves. They want someone else to be able to like, you know, wait, like take care. Well, that's part of, I don't want to say that's part of the issue, but like, this is going to turn into like a couple of different things. All right, right? But, I'm listening. <laughs> you know, going like off of what you just said. Yeah. Um, like women, women should do right. Yes, but but no one should strive to be independent necessarily. Like, okay. In that yeah. Way. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's like, not controversial. Yeah, because because the woman needs man, a man needs woman. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm glad that you said the second part. What? Oh, man needs woman. No. Yeah, because I thought you were gonna say woman needs man, and then obviously <laughs> I was like, no, 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 bro. Like like what you said at the start is true, man. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like. I if 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 you were to ask on the general scale or public, like I would probably appear a lot like really red pill. You oh know yeah, what I'm yeah, really same, red same. pill compared to same. the general population. But like something I know about that culture is that a lot of those dudes, and I've said it before, like the way I phrase is, a lot of those dudes are gay to me. They're not really gay, right? But when you're a, a heterosexual male who hates women, you're in my mind, like that just means you're gay. Nigga, like, you gay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a it's nothing even offensive towards towards gays. Oh no, no no it's no, just no, no, literally no. like the only logical thing. Like when I like and that's why I, like I don't even be saying it with some nefarious intent or anything. Yeah, like, of course. I just literally think because I'm heterosexual, it means yeah. I like women. Yeah. So if you hate, hate women. women, in my mind that means, means you're that gay. you're homosexual not yeah. heterosexual and that's okay yeah that's, have, there's nothing wrong with that. i don't give a f you know that has no bearing on my life yeah you know but it that like that's why when i see all these dudes on the on like the hard make and they're like man female nature and women's nature and i just want to be like bro what the hell are you complaining about like what about men's nature and like why like and and it's almost to me it's like it's like you over here complaining about female nature like it's 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 feminine, you know? Um, it's like, it's weak in a way because, like... The way, the way I see it is that... Um, so I'm going to say this book again. I, I haven't read it in a while, but it applies to what we're talking about, the way of the superior man. So it talks about feminine nature, right? But it also talks about masculine nature. And that's not saying, like, feminine means woman. It, it just means anyone who has a feminine, like, yeah. essence, right? Yeah, yeah. So, what people, what a lot of times the people in, in the hard red pill content, what they do is that they'll hear that like, oh, like women move with love. You know what I'm saying? Like they want someone to take care of them. They take that to the immediate left and be like, oh, all they want to fucking do is take your energy and, and your money. And like, I'm like, that is literally not what it means, right? What it means is that a woman is most comfortable when she is able to flow through love in every aspect of her life, whether it be her children, whether it be her family, her friends, her art, her profession, whatever. If she feels like she's doing the right thing in terms of her her love, then that then that's that's why the like you'll see certain couples glow, right? Is because they understand how to interact the masculine and the feminine together. Yes. Uh, we have a guest appearance. Guest appearance in Hi, the Mama. building. Who is this? <laughs> hey, mama, so what's up? How are you? I'm good. Okay, well, he has to wait. Yeah. 
He has to wait. <laughs> how much longer do we have, Ahmed? Uh, we have 40. No, how much longer do we have? Oh, we have like 10. Mm, about 15 minutes. This can't stop. <laughs> what were we saying? Uh, oh yeah, the, the masculine essence and the feminine essence. And that's the reason why certain couples will glow. Mm-hmm. Is because it's like they they understand each other and they understand what their purpose is in the in their relationship. But yeah, I mean like some some people just take it with a real like negative outlook when for me I'm like if you're so negative towards the other person how do you view yourself mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like how how do you even look this is life yeah damn <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry y'all yeah. <laughs> sheesh the downsides of shooting at home yeah, I'm trying to get my own crib, to be honest. Ah, oh, this is not going to solve everything. <laughs> no, it's not going to solve anything, but it gives me privacy. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the we all have uh, masculine and feminine energy, right? And different parts of them come out at different times. A woman's desire to feel independent comes from her masculine energy because that's not her true nature. Her true nature is to feel comfortable enough to follow in in the lead of a man. <laughs> yeah, you know. But um, you know, but the, like I said, like those guys going going back to it, those guys, a lot of them, it's so so much like uh, they give off so much feminine energy in hating that like women. You know what I'm saying? And they they pervert it and try to make it seem like. It's coming from a real strong masculine place, like, like look at this woman. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like, you, I mean, we we both know like a bunch of different content creators and videos um, that we can point to where it's like you could tell like this dude's going off on this woman for no reason, almost. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you just be like, dude, you have your own personal stuff. Why did we get on this topic though? There was a there was a connection um... to something I wanted to say. I forgot. I'm blanking too. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. To be honest, like when she yeah, came yeah. in twice, when, like when our mom came in, I like I like twice. I yeah, was, that's why I was like, bro, I lost, I lost yeah, the train lost of thought. Train of thought, everything. Um, well, shit. I mean, we have 15 minutes or so, so simple conversation. You know, how's life? No man, no. <laughs> we were having a good conversation. No, we were, we were having a good conversation. Uh, if you're a worker and then going into women. We had a lot of different topics. I know. Um, women submitting to men, but men need to be strong enough to lead. Yeah. You know? Also, submitting doesn't mean... Uh, it isn't a, ne- a negative thing a lot of times. Because I remember there was someone on a TV show. I'm not really sure who it was. But she was saying how she like submitted to her man in marriage. Everyone was like, submit? I'm like, what what are you, a slave? It's like, no. Is this, is this Jeannie Ma? 
I don't know. From the real? Yeah, it was from the real. So oh, maybe it was, it was, her. It was Jeannie Mai. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love her, bro. She's yeah. she's um <clears throat> like I I don't know. I can't speak to that specific clip and what she said and whatever, like mm-hmm. you know. But um, I've seen clips of her before. You know, she's with Jeezy. Yeah. Um, and like you know, Jeezy's like top tier guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, Jeezy's like top tier guy, and all the women on her show, like, in my opinion, most of them like kind of jealous that that Jeannie got with him. You think so? Yeah, I think mm. so. You know, but and and but. The reason she was able to get with him is because she was willing to submit to him. Oh, ooh, now I'm able to connect it. Okay. The flow state is back. Yes. <laughs> We've re-entered the zone. So um Jeannie Mai understands something that a lot of other women don't, right? Which is that going back to the the, the beginning where people don't want to work anymore, right? Yeah. You're you're a woman. You want to marry a guy who has a, you know, good career prospect, you know, good head on his shoulders, whatever, right? Say you find a guy and he's CEO of some company and he's doing really well and he has a good head on his shoulders. You find him funny, attractive, this, that, the third. He's your guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Except he's not just your guy, right? You like him. And so does Becky, and so does Brittany, and so does Jennifer. Bethany, and so does uh, Bella, and so does A, B, C, D, E, F. Everything that you like about this guy is what every, every other, other girl, girl yeah. likes about this guy. And so you need to understand that, yeah, some aspects of your life will be easier by getting with him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of aspects of your life will be harder by getting with him. There will be a lot of aspects in your life where you'll need to work harder. Right. Going back to that word work, like in the shame of being a worker. Yeah. Getting with him, you may never have to work another nine to five job, but that's because you're going to work a five to nine. You're going to get up at 5 a.m. just like he is. You're going to go to bed at nine. You know, you're going to do whatever domestic things that he wants done. You're going to provide for him. You're going to care for him. You're going to have to go to the gym and care about your own physical appearance and, and whatever, because he's a highly desirable man. So if you don't watch your toes and make sure that you're on your P's and Q's, he might leave. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, right? But if he also doesn't go to work and isn't on his P's and Q's, it's the same thing. And people, people will get offended almost that I said that, right? But imagine that you're married to a man, right? And you guys got married and then he just decides to stop working and stop going to work, right? It's like, well... At a certain point, you'd be like, well... What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, like, there's certain things that I need and I want from this relationship. And you working is one of them. In the same way, the man looks at his woman and says, when she stops taking care of herself and going to the gym and, uh, you know, giving him the love and attention that he wants and whatever... Uh, responsibilities that, you know, he bestows on her, they agree to or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, then he's going to leave at some point too because you're not working towards. And and like, and that's where like a lot of women is a huge like, uh, right? Because they'll come into the picture and they'll be, uh, they'll be great women or they'll be great men, right? But 
and, and it's, it's from the men's side it's so much i feel like in our society maybe because i am a man it's so much simpler to for people to grasp that once the dude stops working and stops like doing that job he becomes less desirable and unattractive to the point where a lot of people would um would support you leaving the relationship mm. think the same of yourself if you want a man of value Think the same of yourself. You have to work hard too. Just like your man gets up at six o'clock in the morning and goes to the office and takes those business calls, you need to get up at uh, six o'clock and you need to go to the gym so that you're in shape. And then you need to go to the grocery store and, and whatever and prepare this and that and the third and the kids this, whatever, so that you're doing your job too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like he's doing his job. You know, so it's like that whole going back to the beginning, like whole idea of like, oh, you're a worker, you're a bitch is perverted because it's what is it telling people about having like, what does it say about your work ethic? Like in mm. that word work ethic is so strong to me because your ethics are, are your are your like your fundamental beliefs. It's your operating paradigm. What is what do you, what do you think about work? Like, that's what work ethic means. What do you think about work? And you that's when you notice when people have strong work ethics. This is a highly ambitious person, right? A lot of girls, oh, I want a guy with ambition. If you want a guy with ambition, you I You need to have ambition as well. You need to have and ambition drive. too, you right? But here's yeah. here's the big thing too. What is your ambition and drive towards? Mm. Right? If you're if you're a woman, and say for instance, I want a CEO, that's what you said. You want a CEO. Well, first of all, that's only like a couple percent. It's not everyone, right? If you were saying you want an average man, it'd be a little different. But you said you want a CEO. You want a CEO. You want the top 1% of guys. All right. Do you know how much work he put in to be a CEO? You're going to have to put in almost an equal amount of work to, to get him yeah. and to keep him. So don't complain when people say, you know, go, when I say like, go work out. And go to the gym and make sure that you're in shape. And people don't complain when I say you're you're bringing too much of your masculine. He's the man. He's he's the alpha man that you wanted, right? Into the relationship. You need to to lean into your femininity. What? I would just say it depends on the relationship itself, because like I said, femininity and masculinity doesn't pertain to. If you're a man or if you're a woman. Yeah, because, I agree. Yeah, because there's there's some relationships where, you know, the man is the one who stays at home and takes care of the kids and the woman is working, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But it's um, not I'm not talking about the roles. But when but when you were saying like, uh, so you don't uh lean into your masculine, it's like I agree. And at the same time, I think it's okay if they lean into the masculine in, in some areas of their life, but I also understand what you mean when it's like, you know, majority well, of the time. Well, give me give me an example, right? Because mm -hmm. in this instance, I'm saying like you want an alpha male. Yeah. Right? If you want a CEO, if you want the one percent, that entrepreneur, the Instagram lifestyle type person, he's the alpha male, right? So he's the masculine energy. And that's not to say, that's not to say that you can't that he doesn't have 
secondary feminine. Oh, we all okay. have masculine okay. and feminine, gotcha. right? Gotcha. Just like we all have differing amounts of masculine and feminine. But if he is the main source of masculine energy, you cannot be the main Not source him. of masculine energy. Yeah. You can't even approach him with masculine because energy. Because then polarity won't connect. Exactly. You, yeah. need to be, okay. you need to lean way into your feminine because he's already 90% masculine. And okay. this is what I was going back to it when I was like being independent. Right. The whole idea about I'm an independent woman. I got my own car. I got my own job. I got my own. That's that's all great. But that's all masculine stuff. Right. So what can you then provide in a relationship for a man who doesn't need that? Mm. It's the same thing where it's like, you know, uh, it's not the exact same. But uh, if, if a man knows how to cook, knows how to clean, knows how to do a lot of things. That rhymed. Okay, cool. Just be like that sometimes. He doesn't necessarily need to to settle for a woman just because she can do that. You know, she'd have to bring more to the table than just those, like, few characteristics. Hmm. Okay. That's fair. I I was just confused. I wanted wanted you to clarify because I was like, I'm not sure what he was saying, but it's all good. I understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, Shoot. I mean... We talked about a crazy range of things. We talked about soul. We talked about uh, self-help books. We talked about poop. (laughs) We talked about uh, how red pill content sometimes goes, not even really sometimes, but most times, takes an immediate left. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, the more and more that we just have these conversations, the more that we're able to go into that flow state of mind. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, it's just, it's a lot easier to to make, to do. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, bro. Yeah. All right. This is Ahmed. And Luffy. And this is the Brotherly Love Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode, potentially with Wad. Yes. Yeah. All right. Peace.